Hey, I'm Dan Grubb, and that's Aaron Fletchersmith. And this oh God, yeah, that's true. Is the Dan and Aaron like Orama? Music. <laughs> you got bored through the second phrase. <laughs> That's yep. great. Well, I didn't have a bridge to go to, you know. It was just going to be the same chorus over and over again, so, you know. <laughs> Can I take it to the bridge? No, we don't no. have one. No, we don't have oh, one. Oh, crap. Right one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll just sing Get Up for the next 12 minutes then. Pay that mandolin player more. <laughs> Get up the riff. <laughs> That was a weird time in the 80s when James Brown had a mandolin player in the band. Yep, yep. No one quite understands why he was there, and no one yeah. quite understood why they never gave him work, but, you know, he stood. He stood there in the background. Set decoration. Good man. Yeah. Good guy. Good, Good guy. guy. I mean, uh, you know, not a lot of people know how uh, involved James Brown was in the new grass scene of the 70s you know with you know bella fleck and john hartford and all those guys and so you know when he got sam bush to play in the band it it was a logical next step yeah and you know to be fair though it's good that he got sam bush and not stan bush because if he had gotten stan bush then it would have been james brown singing you know how's about i do my thing and then over here you've got this guy doing you know top of his lungs uh you know high soprano going did i believe you can't survive just the tone would not have lined up at all you know right so and similarly it's good that he didn't get kyle bush because that's a race car driver yes and, and also in the middle of the song he would go drive around the arena where they're playing yeah, but but he did have Kyle Busch as his uh, his driver for a while, which is weird because uh, uh, Kyle Busch is uh, twenty years uh, James Brown's junior, so you know. Oh, way more than that. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know he he uh, he needed someone to drive him to uh, his seventeen different drug dealers. That's true. That actually was a good TV show. Did you ever watch that, James Brown Junior? <laughs> James Brown James Brown Jr. Exactly. How do I remember the James Bond Jr. theme song? I never even I watched the show. I don't know, but I remember it as well. God. Like every year of children's cartoons of our childhood, you're like, surely this is the worst year. And then every other year blows it away. Yeah. Every yeah, exactly. year was awful. There were yeah. so many bad cartoons. I still remember there was an episode of that show, of James Bond Jr., where um, he gets a belt from Q or whoever the tech person is, and and he gets a briefing on the belt, and it's like, James, this belt will allow you to change your shape and appearance to match anyone you know. And What? Yeah, and I remember sitting there... Wow, MI6 had that kind of gear. That's amazing. 
Yeah, and I was like, man, I mean, you could do some Manchurian candidate type of shit with this. You could topple governments. You, you know. could just like, well, oh, I'm Fidel Castro now. How's it going? Right. We're going to, yeah, right. that's crazy. Yeah, and all I could think of at the time as a kid was like, I was thinking about like the physics of it, and I didn't stop to think that, oh, God, that's right. This is just a dopey kids show. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't know. It was all very important. Mm-hmm. And lots mm-hmm. of points that needed debating. Hey, uh, speaking yeah. of points that need debating, um, yeah. if anyone's foolhardy enough to be listening to this, um, there's a, I'm in a sunroom, and there is a little bit of rain still hitting the, uh, the metal roof. So uh, yeah. that's what that is. Um, and hey, so we're you talking know, about be, uh, debating, you know and, what else we should talk about? Instead of uh, instead of complaining about it, why don't, why don't you go pound sand? Goddamn right. You uh, you freeloaders, you miserable uh, jackbooted uh, pencil necked geeks. All right, audience, I'm gonna try this a second time. And hey, since hey. we're talking about debating, why don't we also talk about? Creating. There we go. All right. To quote, he, to quote he took uh, the Mr. Lead. T. He took the lead. All right. I was hoping that would work. Um, hey, you want to hear yeah. a creating story? I would love to hear a creating story, since that's what the thesis statement of this entire episode is all about. Please. Yeah. Oh, you. I uh, Yeah. Let's. Yeah. We were gonna. Uh, we're gonna talk about how cool it is just to make stuff, whether it's. Um, something physical like like crafting a thing or carpentry or if it's like model kits or painting or just doodling or making music or whatever all kinds of creating it's just like fun and like what you get out of it and why it's good how to make a murder no wait that's no don't do that one let's let's not do that one never mind how to how to frame how to frame an unfortunate yeah, there's lots of good yeah. things you can do. Yep, yep. So, um, do you want to talk about creating and, and what cool stuff you like making first, or do you want me to blather for a little bit? I was just waiting for the... The radar says it's done raining, but my roof has uh, other ideas. Yeah, yeah okay, I heard that's that. Better. It's, you had some 16th notes going on there for a little bit. Yeah, some... Uh, yeah. Um, I'm just, whoops, that's the wrong combination of keys. Okay, we're good. Um, so yeah, that creating story. Um, this is a cool creating story that I heard from the horse's brother's mouth. Um, I know I've that been, guy, yeah. I've been listening to, um, Questlove Supreme. That's a great podcast. Oh, cool! I, I need to listen to that. I've, There's so like many I've episodes, been, and like all of them, you're like, "Ooh, that person's a big deal." Cool, right? Um, and so one of them, he uh, he interviewed um, Cool from Cool in the Gang. Oh, and, neat! Uh, and I heard uh, Cool didn't tell the story, but Questlove retold the story that Cool's brother Ronald Bell. Who did a lot of the like songwriting and arranging and stuff? Right. Um, this is a story that Ronald Bell. Oh, sh- uh, he uh, 
he got religion and changed his name. I don't remember what his what he changed his name to. Sorry, okay. fans. Um, but anyway, uh, so he told this story to Questlove, and Questlove retold it in the cool, the Robert Bell episode. Right. So <clears throat> they uh, they they knew Prince and like opened for each other and stuff. So uh, nice. So uh, Ronald Bell, he's at a Prince concert one night. Okay. And he's like, "Ooh, this new song is really good. All right." And he's like, goes to the like backstage area, and he like really really likes this song, and so he uh, he goes backstage and there's a piano and he kind of plinks out. Oh, okay, that's what that chord is. And then goes from this chord to this chord. Okay. Got it. And he like kind of jots it down on a piece of paper. And he puts it in his pocket and goes back to the show. And the next yeah. day, he pulls this paper out. And he's looking at it. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. Hmm, that's interesting. And he says, maybe if I play it backwards, that would be something interesting. <laughs> okay. And right. so, or the original one was kind of like... Um, Bum 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 da da da, and so he plays it backwards. Da 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 dun 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 dun. And that's how he wrote celebration, because he took a Prince song and played it backwards, and you get celebration. Oh my God, I love that. How cool is that? And the and the Yahoo is like they were like visited like their uncle and and the uncle put on like an old country song and it had some Yahoos in it like oh yeah let's put one of them in there why not cool and then for the bridge they looked at the top five uh, the top five singles and they were like no not that one no not that one yeah this one will be all right and they just how's that one go okay we'll kind of change that a little bit and that'll be the bridge it was a total like frankenstein job but they made their biggest hit and every wedding you hear it every bar mitzvah you hear it every graduation you hear it like every party you hear celebration yeah so uh, a good job to the bell family mechanically that's cool as hell Good job, Bell family. Good job, Cool in the Gang. One of the best shows Aaron and I saw. We saw Cool in the Gang in 2000. Oh it was my God. fantastic. That we was were like the only people. Show. We were like 18, and everyone else was like 45. Uh-huh. And it was yeah. awesome. Oh, God. It was, it so was completely fun. great. Because yeah. uh, it was anyway, like so we would play hit after hit, where we'd be like, yes, it's this one. And. We had, we had spent years just obsessing over those greatest hit CDs and then picking up the other cool in the game, you know, like the 30 Great Years CDs, and man, it was it was good times. It was good times. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Them and, uh, and the Isley Brother, the one yeah. surviving <laughs> Isley Brother. Right. Uh, this was before yeah. they had holograms, so they couldn't bring the other ones back. Cool in the Gang was fun as hell. Uh, the fact that they created yes. that um, album, or not that album, sorry, but the individual song, Celebrate. Song. But you know what, though? That comes back to one of the things that you and I have talked about over the course of the past, I don't know, intermittently 20 years that you and I have been making stuff together. And you and I did a lot of this as well when we were putting Restory together. 
as well as when we were doing Deuteronomy, which is you end up with table scraps and and you, you set them aside and you go, I'll get back to that eventually. That'll be fun to use, you know. And then yeah. you start, you know, um, it's almost like putting together a, uh, a Lego set, you know, and, and you start to get something and you go, yeah, this is something pretty good, you know, with the table scraps. All of a sudden, there you go. You got another track. You got another remix. You got another episode of the podcast. You know? Oh yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like you're chopping up vegetables and you have these leftover parts and they're full of seeds that grow into other things. Yep. Oh man, like that's a good a, metaphor, uh, Dan. That was good. Like, yeah. Like a metaphor. Yeah. It was a symbol of another thing. Yeah. Creating. Yeah. I can never get those to grow in our garden. We got great azaleas. What, metaphors? We got, yeah, we got azaleas, we got sunflowers. But I tell you what, every time the metaphors, it's just, you know, I give them a little bit, you know, I try to give them water and, you know, they just, they don't do anything. This is not a metaphor for anything. I was just thinking about how the actual term metaphor sounds like a flower's name. Yeah. I spent the past 10 years learning the different names of the flowers for my wife. Because the way that I talk about the fact that we've got, talking about creating... We have this gorgeous garden in the backyard that's primarily my wife's. Um, uh, she was the one that put all the work into it. I just tagged along for the ride. Um, yeah, she, ditto here. Yeah, I, it's 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 one of those where she wanted to do it. I said, "Okay, you tell me where you want holes," um, and we dug the holes, put in the plants, and now I look at it and go, "My God, that's a good looking garden." She goes, yeah, I really like how the blah, 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 is doing. And, I really like the, and, and I'm, I'm a little concerned about the blah, 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 and I look blah, blah, at her blah, and I'm blah, like, blah. Yeah. yeah, I agree completely. And, and yeah, those blah, 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 that's I have no idea what these plants are called. I think yeah. I have like five of them memorized. The rest yeah. of them, I'm like, oh yeah, that one. The, you know which yeah. one I like? I like the one for Cynthia because um, or for Cynthia. I, I say it is for Cynthia because, in my humble opinion, I will That's never. That's who they're for. Is exactly. Someone named That's Cynthia. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And every time that my wife talks about them, I wait until she's done talking, and she and I go, "Well, we can't give the for Cynthia's away." She goes, "Why not?" And I go, "Well, because they're for Cynthia." Yeah. And I get the I get the look every time, but man, I will never get tired of that joke. It is the yeah, best yeah, yeah. freaking joke. <laughs> Or just, you know, be real quiet. Yeah. And then when they're done, who's Cynthia? <laughs> oh, I'm adding that one. <laughs> Wait, who's Cynthia? <laughs> I'm adding that one to the repertoire. That, that, that one's going into the portfolio, man. Heck yes. Who's Bill? <laughs> who's Bill? Yeah, uh, yeah well, we have purple ones that are good <laughs> and now uh, little yellow birds have found the purple ones that are good uh, I think Mary said the birds are goldfinches okay. which All right. I think that's like a movie or a book or something the goldfinch isn't that like a famous it book and then I was book. like oh that's what they look like they're little yeah, but um, the birds in the garden that I that. see a lot that I really like um, are the little ones, I don't know if they're wrens or tits or what, but they're little ones, and their tail feather is like a rectangle that goes straight up in the air. 
Oh yeah, those are cute. So they're like a little, like a little round bird, like a circle bird, and then straight up is their tail feather. Um, and I like it because it looked like someone kicked him in the butt real hard in a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> and their underpants have just permanently been stuck in an awkward position. Yeah, right. Yeah, All it's right. like if if Tex Avery drew a bird getting kicked, that's what <laughs> that would be the result. I love it. <laughs> so the the only one that I really, really, really like, and it's the one that I babysit and and no actually that's not true there's a bunch out there that i like um i like the the uh the clematis are big purple they're like almost like uh like clown flowers like the type of flower yeah. that you'd expect oh, okay. to squirt water out of yeah um, yeah and that's where you get clamato yes indeed that's and right. chlamydia you, yep you, you and clams it, yeah yeah, the root word for all. Not of those. many people know that clams grow from flowers, not, not um, the water. It's true. They fall out of the stamens of the clematis uh, yeah. during harvesting season and into the water. And that's into the buckets that yeah, you put under why, there. That's that's why people find them in buckets. You know? Yeah, that's why they put flower shops at grocery stores is so the clams can just fall from there and then they you know put little buckets under there to catch them and then take them over to the seafood department put yeah. them right on the ice take them home yeah but they're actually so successful at the clematis uh grows and then drops the clams uh when they flower that they actually they they had to um they used to have be these big signs above um all of the you know kind of the the seed kiosks in the hardware stores they yeah. used to say, grow your own clams! But they took all right. those down. And you know why they took them all down? Why'd they do that, Aaron? Big clam. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Just, just <clears throat> yeah. Do you know what the industry term is? <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. Oh, this is going to be good. I don't know why that's the part that's funny. Do you know? Do you know what the industry term is for uh, the period of time between when the clematis drops the clam and you take it over to the seafood department? That like few minutes. Do you know what that period of time is called? What is that called? A clematic pause. <laughs> I started doing a verbal drum roll. You're going to have to add an actual drum roll later. Nah, that's not <laughs> worth it. That's an industry it, term. It's an insider term. Yeah. <laughs> Climatic pause. <laughs> if you go to your local uh, supermarket, grocery store, supermercado, and uh, see someone with a bucket, say, uh, what's, a, what's the climatic pause around here, you guys? <laughs> you're gonna look and at you like you got a third leg grown out of your chest, which you might. And you, you know, might if you eat enough clams. Legs. Yeah, that's true. That's how you that's get true. that. Yeah, because that's of all the cosmic the... rays they absorb. Yeah, yeah, the solar radiation that, that has caused them to deposit yeah. clams as such. Um, uh, I love that cosmic rays are a real thing. <laughs> I thought they made it up for like Fantastic Four. I, I didn't right. know they're real. I think that's wonderful. Solar radiation. We have all these things like 
quasars and uh, supernovas mm -hmm. and you know all these like technical terms that sound like physics terms and like almost like right. math terms yep but then you know microwaves but then you get cosmic rays and that's just yep. like all right some you know some like 19 year old comic book dude came up with that while he was rolling a doobie right you know it all makes a lot of sense if you just think about the cosmic rays and the gravity it's a, you know oh i'm being bombarded with cosmic rays as we speak Oh. I didn't think about this too much because I had too many clams last night, and the clams are now kind of they're they're reacting to the cosmic rays. Oh I wow! Don't know why the voice went down there? But. Your third leg is opening up. Yeah, yeah, I got my third leg opening. My uh, mm. my my chi leg, or as so. the Romans called it, Kai. I got. What if chi and kai were the same thing? That'd be fun. Yeah. C H I. They're both great crossword clues. One kai is your body's chi. spirit, chul energy, and one is the letter X in ancient uh, Greek, I guess. So not Roman the, Greek. You mix the two of those together, you get a killer T. You uh, yeah. 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 But but not a killer yeah. Mr. T, because that would be unfortunate. That never happens. No, you yeah. just blow up the Jeep, and then the guys crawl out of it. They're fine. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Earl. Yeah, I'm okay, Herbert. Yeah. It just drove up a ramp. They're okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Creating. That's, so, uh, that creating is from Mr. T's Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool, by the way. That was one of his it. chapters was on creating it's yeah by the way and i love how he says it go watch that <laughs> yeah why are you listening to this you dummy go watch be somebody yeah. or be somebody's fool for the 40th time like a yeah. champion yeah yeah just keep a little watch list notch it on your belt it's it's uh every time it gets better um and then like he about... says at the end of it rewind the tape start it over Mm -hmm. I'm, and I'll be here again. Be somebody. <laughs> um. So I got into 3D printing recently, and and that's oh, been yeah, a, yeah. that's been a lot of fun from a creating perspective. Um, I oh spend, right, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I, I spent um, around about the past year kind of learning how to get it to do what I wanted it to do. Um, when I figured out that I was I'd be able to use it to basically print little tiny model kits, uh, I was like, "Well, this is the grand total of what I need this for." <laughs> yeah. But um, like, well, this I, is I the up... next twenty years of my life full yeah, of smiles. Exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah, I was like in hog heaven once I figured that out. But um. I've ended up using it for some pretty practical stuff around the house as well. Um, there was this vent that always blew um, in the general direction of my wife's side of the bed. Um, in uh, and, and we could never get a vent. We could find, um, like, vent louvers that push the air downwards against the floor, 
but not that would like push them a certain direction, like you know, left or right away from the, the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I measured up um, and and then created in CAD um, a giant vent louver that pointed all of the air um, to the right. And in um, CAD. CAD is yeah. an app that makes you an unseemly fellow in 1910. That's true. That's true. And um, I turned it on, and as soon as I turned it on, I was like, hmm, yeah, hmm, yes, I wonder which things I can get away with. <laughs> then you started um, tying women to railroad tracks and twirling your mustache. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it wasn't until um, Stanley Doogood found me and was like, I'm <laughs> under you, cad! And I was like, oh. Bless those gopher boys! Curses! Looks like I'll have to give up the gang for this one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Man, that would be a great life. Just go around <laughs> being any one of them. Yeah. Where's that cosplay? Forget like yeah. Civil War reenactors. Where's right. Where's like Dover Boys reenactors? Yeah. Where's Dudley do right Dudley do right reenactors? What's your no, name? I am, I'm coming I am now. <laughs> I am uh, Jacolamu uh, Squidbottom Professional <laughs> Cad. <laughs> it says it right here on my card. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's my CAD card. Yes, yeah, my CAD card. <laughs> you must be in the union to get any CADing gigs. <laughs> 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 Yes, it's but it's such a bother. How are you yeah. supposed to get in the union without... You have to be a cad to get in the union, but you can't be in the union unless you're a cad, and you can't get any cadding jobs unless you're in the union. That's where a good resume comes in. Yeah. Well, you fake yeah. your first few, and then they go, oh my That's god, exactly he faked it. it. What a cad. Yeah. Oh, right. I see. Yeah, yep. come on in. Yeah. Why are you talking like that? No, I'm sorry. I'll have to go back to my accent. <laughs> All the other cats are like, oh my god, this guy. You right. believe this guy? Yeah, they're like, who the hell is he? We're helping the uh, the Capone crime family. Could you maybe not do that accent? <laughs> yeah, we're trying to like play it cool, you know, guys? Like, Stop like drawing attention to yourself, man. Shut up. So, the next that's thing, another thing you can do that's creative, is so. That is true. That is so, true, actually. A seer, a sea male seer, what? Ball of... Sorry, no, aneurysm. I have to go Where were we? Um, we were creating. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, the dumber of my kittens knocked over a broom is what that yeah was. i was gonna say that was a particularly epic crash there and yeah. followed by the giggle i could only assume that was a, a cat related crash um and now they're both looking at it like did you see what god just did <laughs> god didn't do anything you anyway um, that's probably my that might be my favorite line in fear and loathing in las vegas i mean the whole book is great and the whole movie is great but i love that yeah. Did you see what God just did? It's such yep. a great distillation of just idiot scumbags. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that movie recently, and, and I just, uh, 
I love the one of God's own prototypes line. I won't do yeah, won't yeah, do yeah. Forty bits of dialogue on it right now, but I just um, yeah, that's was a good one. I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I I think I would want that on my tombstone. I think that'd be a pretty sure. cool like inscription. But anyway, sure. Um, so uh, the fiddling with the 3D printer stuff, I I've made some uh, pretty cool progress with it. The biggest thing here's the, here's something cool. You'll, you'll dig this. Because um, this is a hole? Uh, this is now Fletch going uh, forty layers deep on mechanical engineering shit. So it's always fun. Um, oh, okay. I'll just take a nap then. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dan has pressed the mute button because he doesn't care. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Dan. Dan. Classic Dan. Dan. Um, so. One of the things that I had learned with the 3D printing is that if you mix the um, the printing medium that you're sending through the 3D printer, it will um, yeah. cludge up the actual um, the extruder, like the the nozzle, because if the each of the oh oh mix mix up meaning you did the wrong one. I thought you were like yeah. combining. No, stuff. no, like it's if you the go wrong from one. one okay. If you go from one to another and then yeah. back to the previous one because they yeah. get heated to different temperatures the one that was hotter will leave behind like long story short in the process of switching materials and each material has a different heat yeah. one of the types of materials will leave residue behind in the extruder if you use oh, the right. exact same type of material every time you print, then every time you're heating the extruder, the shaft of the extruder, which includes the, the leftover materials in it, yeah. will just cause all of that material to come out in one uniform you know, flow of plastic, right? It'll yeah. be liquid plastic that all comes out. But if you use more than one material, and the second material has a hotter melting temperature then you end up cludging up the extruder itself and yeah. i had to learn that the hard way and i had to replace a 50 dollars printer head <laughs> yeah oh boy i and Oopsie i mean boopsies. i told you that's not how you make chocolate chip pancakes you know what you know what after watching that one youtube video where the guy makes chocolate chip pancakes in the face of freddie mercury yeah i was like this is it this is it. I'm going to feed in the dough. It's going to be amazing. And it was not amazing. It was very <laughs> sad. It was very sad. You know what's funny, though? What's that? That is how you make chocolate chip pancakes. I was no! lying. Oh! I tricked you. How could you do this to me? Because oh. I'm a cad. Oh, that makes a lot of sense now. Actually. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I'll have to reevaluate all of the advice that you gave me about my car. It explains why I keep falling apart when I try to drive it. Yeah. Car can That also explains all of those. What you going to do? Giving lots of bad life advice to you, car car cat. Yeah. I mean, you kept looking at me and saying, no, trust me, I'm a certified stock options trader. And then you'd give me one of those winks like you knew what you were talking about. And I kept losing stock. And every time well, I you called know, you and asked you about it, you said, oh, don't worry, it'll recover next week. Now, well, it yeah. all comes together now, Dan. It all comes together! 
I'm well, you know, I'm, that's famously one of the uh, one of the most effective ways to instill confidence is with winks. That's true. Also, that's knowledge. how that's how Trump won. Yeah. In, yeah. in 2016 is winking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, a lot of people know that. Analysts were so confused because, you know, all the numbers were like, well, surely Clinton is going to win. And then yeah. Trump won. And they're like, how did, and, you know, people on the fringes of society were telling the mainstream or, you know, lame stream <laughs> 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 media, it's the winks. You gotta got look him. at the winks. Yeah, it's the That's winks true. me thinks, and they said, oh, well, "Say that again." They said, "It's the winks me thinks." It's hmm, that person yeah. rhymed. It must be yeah. true. That's why that uh, uh, that that New York Times headline directly after Trump was elected, where it was all in like huge forty-eight point font, said, "It's the winks me thinks Trump wins by a landslide." It yeah. uh, comes from that article. You know, yeah, and, and landslide is a slant rhyme at best for wins, but you yeah, know. yeah, that's true. Can't win them all. Nope. Can't landslide them all. That's true. See, it doesn't. It doesn't rhyme. No. Bad even, job, even, headline editor. Even if you get a knowing wink, and and some yeah. knowledge is magically gleaned into your brain bucket, you yeah. can't win them all. Yeah. Neither can you landslide them all. Um, no, oh, absolutely not. No. You can try though. No one is. I was surprised that you kept taking my stock advice. I thought the uh, the waggling eyebrows were a dead giveaway that I didn't know what I was doing. Well, the twirling. You gotta of the watch mustache, the eyebrows. I, I was thinking about the twirling of the mustache, but then I thought, you know, yeah. maybe his mustache just itches. You know, I, you know, I maybe I'm just. I'm I'm applying, an unguent. Just a tiny, yeah. tiny little bit at a time. Yeah. It takes hours. Yeah. To get that perfect. Uh, I had uh, to quit my job. On either side. Yeah. I'm I'm financially ruined. My family has abandoned me. Uh, but you know, I I think just a dab at a time, just a tiny, tiny bit at a time is the right way to do it yeah but that's the nice thing about being a professional cad though is that even though you quit your job you'll still get the union payout so i get the know. i get the health care yeah. exactly i right. still get health care that's how i get right. my unguents in the mail yeah Does that means you know that you, you, you get your you know you go to one of these strip mall sham doctors and you get your unguent uh card right, right. let's say you know medical unguents yeah yeah Ongoing and 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 on ongoing and urgent care. It's it's on the uh, is uh, on the title of each office. Un- that's the one that's like an oil or a lotion, right? That's not like a uh, a hoofed animal. You know, I'm gonna take your word for it, man. I you know, I I, I, I got my degree from the five and dime store, so quite honestly, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, we- soft, greasy, viscous substance is. Uh, is an unguent. I'll give you a soft. No, I'm not going to do that. Unguent. I'm actually not going to do that. Oh, I've been saying yeah. it wrong. It's unguent. Unguent. I like I like unguent. Yeah. That's more yeah. fun. Unguent. You know what I think is interesting is that an unguent can be sanguine. 
a sanguine unguent. Ungulates. Ungulates are the hooved mammals. Yes. Is an ungulate. Not to be confused with an unguent. Unguent. Yes. And I believe... I believe that you you can get un- un- you you can get unguents from ungulates. Yep, and I believe that the you have to go to a special doctor. Undulate can be used to refer to like general movement by an animal or a creature, right? Or am I right? Uh, yeah, know. but only if they're uh, perverse. <laughs> but that's why it's so good for like a goat or a sheep, because you know yeah. they're 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 horned, they're horny. They're already. Yeah. Their horns are undulating while they also undulate. It is. Uh, it's yeah. a sight to behold. It is truly a sight to behold. It's a but sight to be true. sick at. Yeah, that's only true in in the case of the demonic wiggle-tailed um, uh, wigglehorn uh, goats. Um, yeah. Which are, of course, agents of evil, as we all. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I. Uh, one of my little stories that I wrote um, over the years, um, I think it. Uh, what did I, I, I? I'm trying to remember if I put it in um, in my last book or not. Oh, I know. It was one of the last you episodes of Bunk. You tattooed it on my left shoulder. Well, Do you yeah. Remember I, that? Yeah, I wanted everyone to see it. Yeah, um, it's, I mean, it still hurts. I, I really sure. wish the scabs would go away. But you know, Oh, no, are. I wrote it in scabs instead well, of ink. Oh, no, you wrote it in ink. The scabs are just an unfortunate byproduct of the needle you use for tattooing. I was supposed to use ink. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, really I wish- just, I filled it with scabs. I thought that was how that worked. Anyway, um... So yeah, what, uh, I wrote a story where um, uh, archaeological history and bi- biblical history are both true. Oh, neat. And uh, so one day around 6,000 some years ago, um, Genesis happens and there is this like area that was just a void for all this time since the beginning of the earth. And like Stone Age people just avoid it because it's creepy and weird. Anyway, so Adam and Eve are created in Genesis and all that stuff. And then they interact with the nearby people. Because a weird part in in, uh, Genesis, after they leave Eden, they're like, all right, you're the only two people in the world, and you're kicked out of the Garden of Eden. you got to go live with those people. And you're like, wait a minute, where did those people come from? Right. Uh, And so this, anyway. um, And so there's a part where they're, like, creating all the animals and... uh, and one of the people is like uh, mentions one of the there's a I think it's like a frog it's like a satanic tree frog or something and they're like oh who's that <laughs> yeah good story huh yeah that was a really good story I'm, I'm glad it's, that, um, it's the satanic leaf tailed gecko is what it is I knew satanic leaf tailed gecko yeah. I don't know why it's satanic. Looks perfectly fine to me. Well, he schleps insurance now. That's why he's satanic. Um, oh, it's because he rebelled against God. That's oh, why. Oh, oh, so the insurance was an unfortunate byproduct. Um, right. So the, the thing I'm working get insurance. 
I know, right? Um, uh, Gecko's story ungulates wrapping my leg in aluminum foil. Cads. My hope is that my leg will conduct enough static electricity to electrocute myself and remove my uh, soul from... Oh, sorry. Oh, I Um, thought you were trying to do electrolysis and get rid of some leg hair so you would be a faster swimmer. That is exactly what I was doing. Let's go with that. I like that idea. Yeah. He says with a knowing wink to the audience. Ding! Um, Yeah. No, I um, the, the next yeah. thing that I was hoping to do with the 3D printer is that I've got this um, uh, glue that is specifically supposed to be used uh, for tin foil, aluminum foil, and and silver and gold foil plating, and it's something that I've seen on model kits for years, where these guys use this stuff on white or gray plastic, and it's the glue is the medium that you can use to connect tinfoil to these plastic model kits and make them look like they're made out of metal. And it's really amazing. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, and so... I just wrapped them get, in I just wrapped them in foil, and it looks terrible. Yeah, that's how... Well, you know, And everyone the, comes up to me and laughs and yeah. mocks me and says, why do your things look so terrible? You know, it's interesting, though, right? Because one person's uh, mockery is another person's Transformers the Movie 2007. Oh! Um, wow. Anyway, um, so wow. the, next, the next thing I want to do at some point is I want to 3D print uh, any lightsaber, like Luke's or Obi-Wan's, and then I want to wrap it in this metal foil stuff, and I want to see if I can get it to actually work. Because I feel like a lightsaber is going to be the easiest thing to practice getting this, uh, this tinfoil medium glue to work on. But there's sure. something in the, the, the glue itself that makes the process of getting the tinfoil to stick very, very, like, neatly to the plastic that I have to figure out the, the special sauce on that. Um, I haven't oh, figured it out yet, but that's my next like a, thing. A, there's a good, are you saying there's a special technique so it doesn't there's get, a like, technique. Lumpy? Yeah, there's a technique that you do to avoid yeah. the, the tinfoil basically, like, kind of, like, clumping and, and pinching. And i got to figure that out. But, uh, that's, that's, that's I think that's foils. If you get a, a, you know, some foil, it's like, well, what's this for? Oh, looking all bumpy and terrible. That's what it's for. Okay. Right, right, exactly. Also, I don't know how they foil, get it in the box so foil smooth. Is, that must foil be a hard job rolling it up without crinkling it. It's perfect for water in in Lego cities. Um, source really Lego cities in my life. Oh yeah. You, you get the aluminum foil, right? And then you just crinkle a little bit of it just enough, and then you put it in between the road plates, and it looks like, uh, you know, kind of mildly uh, wavy water. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a bunch of Lego cities that looked that way for a while. I like that. Neat. I always, I always like that effect. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's, that's what I I'm thought they were just with. full of water. I was like, wow, he must... Well, that's the reason the ripple. He must never not care about this card table that it's sitting yeah. on. No, it's 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 um. It, this fam- I, family heirloom. I scared, folding up card table. I scared the ripples into not moving. Uh, I used uh, my evil eyebrows, uh, which are a leftover from the CAD union, and yeah. at a certain point, the water just stopped moving. You know, all was, I had to do was glare at it hard enough, and the water's like, "Okay, we'll stay right here." You know. Yeah. 
I, uh, every April, uh, I go up to Toronto and just get some clippings from Eugene Levy from his eyebrows. Yeah. And that, that does me for the year. That's, that's, that's how most Those folks are, do it, actually. Yeah. If there's an eyebrows Hall of Fame, I think oh it's... Oh, my uh, God. I think the... It's just the top ten is just Eugene Levy's picture ten times. Yeah. Those are yeah. some all-star eyebrows. Hey, with an honorable mention for Leonard Nimoy. Oh, sure. Those are great yeah. eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, good point. Cause it's, yeah, because it's, it's Oh, because like they're pointed. Pictures. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Dan. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> but You're not da, such da, a da, bad da. after all. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's... Me being a real bad boy. No, no, Dan, 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 no, wait, Dan, Dan. That's you being tied to the bone. <laughs> that was back when it was a uh, a piano rag. At a certain point, enough of the people trying to sing the song to the uh, ragtime piano just died of a heart attack going, get funk. They would just, you know, fall on the ground. Well, the the way that they got that effect on the original 78 uh, recording was they uh, had a seatbelt strapped to the piano player on the bench. Um, <laughs> so he, he was able to stay in place as he played it on the piano. And they just, uh, he was strapped to the piano playing and singing, and they pushed it down the stairs. And went, as he's riding the bench down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and posthumous recordings always sell yeah. better. Right. And that's the reason that the older version of it ends always with um, a uh, high-pitched soprano uh, squeal. Because that's the sound of the guy at the end of the stairs going out the door into the highway. Right? Yeah. It's... You know. <laughs> yeah, straight out through the swinging saloon doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before that, uh, it was just sort of sheet music, and uh, yeah. they had to stop it because everyone's aunt was dying. Right. Being thrown. Well, it said, you know, measure seventy-two. Push your aunt and the piano down the stairs. Well, except for that one, except for that one aunt, um, uh, Aunt Gonorrhea, who read the um, yeah. notes as eighth notes as opposed to sixteenth notes. She survived. She but I mean she sung it all wrong, but you know, she would just be like Cad 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 And then all the kids are like Auntie Ganaria said Kaka Yeah like six times. Yeah. And and for some reason doing that in the eighth notes as opposed to the sixteenth she just she would always attract birds. They would, they, you know, just flock yeah. to her, you know, uh, like, you know, oh, you must be the mother because you're, yeah. you're emitting this, the, the food uh, ma- uh, signal. So, you yeah. Know. 
But that's that's where the uh, that's where Walt Disney got the idea in um, when he was drawing Snow White was um, he went to visit Aunt Gonorrhea and um, he was like, you know, this is good. Look at her with the birds all over her. We should put this in a movie. Yeah. And, and everyone around him was like, that's a good idea, Walt. Let's do it. You know, and they all. Harumph, harumph, harumph. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. online, uh, they you know they they take it down pretty quickly. But if you're lucky, you can find a clip of the original version of Snow White, where she's singing to the birds, going Right, and that's based on that original eight. It's amazing interpretation of Cad to the Bone. I mean, ragtime tale from the 1800s. And like you know, they rotoscoped it, but still, the animation is just incredible. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really a amazing technique. Yeah, yeah, it it is uh, to this day. It is impressive what they were able to do with um, a uh, series of crows uh, eating a woman alive and yeah. turn it into Snow White uh, with the birds on her shoulders. But, the you know. way the way her eyes bulge out. Yeah. In that original version, you can really see the vein pop in her forehead. Right, right. But that's I mean, that was art. That's creating, you know? ladies and gentlemen. Creating. You know Back what? Though, the Dan, thesis statement. It was a different time. It was a different Disney. You know. Yeah. None of this success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, it was uh, all art films. It was. Um, how can we fail faster? How can we? How can we disappoint our fathers? How yeah. can we? Uh, I don't know. That's true. That's why the original. How can we be? Is, how can we be misunderstood for fifteen years yeah. till we die impoverished and then suddenly get cool? Yeah, that's that's the reason that the original Steamboat Willie Willie kills everyone on the boat. Um, so, what well, I mean, stuff it's, have you made recently, Dan? <laughs> I mean, is it is it Willie? Or is it society? You tell me. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. industrialization that killed That's everybody. True. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's probably Maybe not. Willie. It's, it's probably, probably Steamboat Willie. Willie. Yeah. Yeah. He had that look in his eyes. That that Pac-Man C for a cornea, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because Pac-Man was eating his yeah. soul from the inside out. Um, One of my favorite things um, back in the days when people which was had, a Tuesday, yeah, when people had instant messenger before MySpace existed, yeah. So early two thousands, um, and people would change their profile paragraph on <laughs> the instant messenger, um, yeah. and people would have like a quote or inspirational lyrics or something um and my friend jake had a quote said waka 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 pac-man <laughs> <laughs> and i thought that was fantastic that's inspiration i mean let's, I like let's that. be honest you know that, that, i did that a similar one really i did a similar think. one that uh on i guess twitter like 10 years ago or something it said un u e or i ik a i n uh oh referee mario punch out <laughs> i remember that one i remember that one i actually 
that one always made me giggle. I do remember you had that one for a long time. Yeah, that was like my uh, like wallpaper at the top of your profile. That was my yeah. wallpaper for a long time. I liked that one a lot. <laughs> that was my inspirational quote. Yeah. Uh ow. Uh oh. He always paused at five and eight, that son of a bitch. Yep, yep. He he he'd make you think about it. He he it was like, Oh, is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do it? <laughs> Say it! Say it! Um, say uh-ow. Uh-ow. Uh, what have I been creating? Um, I've been writing season two of Restory of History's Mysteries. Hell yeah, you have been. I finished... I, I, uh, I hit a real, like, brick wall this summer. Um, and just didn't do a whole lot. And, uh... Dude, I just so did I, I have this thing where I get like a third of the way through something and then I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm bored and I don't yeah. want to do it anymore. Yeah, uh, which is why I always I my resume, my creative resume is like 40,000 different things that I start yeah. and don't quit. Um, mm-hmm. But then I go, oh wait, hang on, I like this and I get back yeah. I get back to work and it's just pushing through the inertia. Yeah. If I can get through that, one third through inertia then I'm like oh anyway this is fun I love it cool and then ta-da you've done a thing so yeah two episodes down I'm outlining the third one I have a couple I made notes on our shared oh I don't know if I shared it no I didn't share it with you I'll do that I started one and we can like brainstorm what the conflict should be i'm looking forward um, to that that's that's kind of my next big thing for this coming week is to look at that yeah and the yeah so and it's ridiculous how much research i do for that silly silly show <laughs> i oh, read it's so good, though. entire it's so good. wikipedia articles and then i go to primary sources and i read those and i'm like right. well wait they say this and maybe it's this so what's this say and mm-hmm yeah, I'm like, well, wait, did this person and this person ever meet? Right. Did, were, were they ever in this? And I'm like, oh, they were in the same city at this point, so they could theoretically meet. Here we go. Yeah, we can we can tie this together now. Yeah. Absolutely. And it becomes just like a uh, a bonkers conspiracy theory. Like, well, they yeah. were in the same town on this day. Clearly, they right. collaborated. It's like, right. what? No. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was born in the same city. In the same month as uh, Aparna Nanchala, the successful comedian, I never met her. We didn't collaborate. Um, I found that out recently, so I thought I would throw that out there. Yeah, I also found out recently that Patton Oswald was from Sterling. So yeah, he talked about it on his first or second record. Yeah, Sterling, yeah. Virginia. Woo! No, don't woo. <laughs> it's not cool. No, there's literally nothing to woo about. Um, I wrote him an email uh, to his like fan site, mm-hmm. and I, I was just like, "Oh my God, I'm from Herndon, the next town over, and mm-hmm. 
everything you say about Sterling is right. You're about Northern yeah. Virginia is right. We had like the same childhood experience where like <laughs> all this cool stuff was happening in DC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's like you have to drive. Ugh. That's fucking was, Mordor. Yeah. That's yeah. like 400 miles away. I, I meanwhile, here. Yeah. meanwhile, the Herndon Jazz Festival was <laughs> the best thing that happened. Yeah, right. Because it was two blocks from the NBC4 uh, entertainment reporter's house. <laughs> Therefore, it's the best. He could walk there. It's the best. He does. He, he's much funnier than I am. I'm like half remembering something I haven't heard for 10 years. Let's let's go to Restaurant and Oswald. spend two hundred and fifty dollars for what would regularly be worth a hundred dollars everywhere else. Hooray! 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 Um, uh, I yeah, I went cool up there the last time I was in Reston. These are if you're not from there, who cares? These are three towns that are next to each other: Reston, then Herndon, and Sterling. Is from east to west. These three towns. Um, the last time I was up there was four and a half-ish years ago, four years yeah. ago. And, uh, well, I mean, I went up and, like, went to my dad's house. But, right. like, uh, it's crazy how much Reston Town Center doubled in size, except it's oh, exactly yeah. the same. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not any different. It's just double the size. And yeah. it's, like... It seems like a waste of time. Yeah. I refer to it as Coruscant now because it looks like the capital city. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally looks like Coruscant. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I got a cool creating thing to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was trying to remember I mean, what else. Oh, hey, you know what I'm going to do? What are you going to Talking do? about creating. Uh, I ordered a little tripod for my phone. Oh heck uh, yes. I to like take where this videos. is going immediately. Um and Mary suggested it to me the other day and it kind of stuck in the back of my head and I was like, yeah, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um I think I'm gonna do a YouTube channel where I just doodle. Oh that would be fun. Just that like short so little videos mm-hmm. with like a kind of a Linda Berry approach was like, I mean, right. anyone, you you can do this. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Who cares? Right. Tell stories. And I want to I want to do silly. like very like, uh, you know, very minimal, ba- um, uh, not boundaries or gatekeeping, but like like entry. Like right. little barriers to entry where it's just like, oh, you have like a pen and a receipt? Here, let's doodle. Now we're drawing. Like, who cares? You don't need any special stuff. You got just here. Here's a guy. Here's a, here's a funny guy. There you go. Right. And, oh, that would uh, be so charming. That would be really yeah. pleasant. And Mary's like, yeah, and you could use your radio voice and you have mm-hmm. all these like anecdotes from all the crazy adventures you've had. I was like, oh, yeah, I could do that. People, you know if if anyone watched, they could like comment. Hey, you should draw this. Oh yeah, okay, cool. You know what's funny? Um, you and so I, I may do that separately and and collectively have been through so many little random like two months, six month, eight month things, collective bullshit. You know, big stuff, yeah. little stuff that like years ago. When I was like 18 or 19, I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm a boring upper middle class kid, so 
you know, maybe I should lie about great things that have happened to me. Now it's like I'm in my 40s. I was just talking with my wife about this, and I was like, well, now I'm in my 40s, and I've been through a bunch of stuff. You know, yeah. I'm not boring anymore. But <laughs> I also don't want to tell everybody that stuff anymore. It's like there's a lot of shit that I've been through where I, like, I think back at stuff that I've been through, that you and I have been through together, that, that my wife and I have been through, and it's like, man, all of that was exhausting. You know, it wasn't oh, good, yeah. it wasn't bad. Some of it was really good, some of it sucked. But yeah. like it's it's exhausting thinking about it and then you have to like <laughs> drum up, you know, the 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 memory of like, oh yeah, this happened to me and it was fucked up. But I'm here now and I'm not dead, so that's cool. <laughs> not dead is good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like the time that this big dude punched me in the face a few times at a punk rock show and i was like hey that's not cool and he's like oh i thought that was cool okay my bad <laughs> he, are you serious being, yeah he he was oh. like playing and being fun he thought it was like hey we're in a mosh pit punch punch he like oh. it was like bam 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 like that in my face and i was like ow what the hell and he's like oh sorry man okay <laughs> I do not wish to experience this. Can we please not do this anymore? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, he, I, uh, you know, nice guy. But I was like, damn, yeah. bro. And, you know, <laughs> anyway, yeah, just things like that. It, perhaps don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you um, know, when there's, when there's a punk rock band playing, it's you can't be subtle and have little, I, hey, is it okay if I hit you? Yes, informed consent. Okay, great. No, it's. I think I will be okay with that. Thank you. Um, yeah, you just you just knock into people. Right. Um. So I'm looking forward to seeing your drawing video, uh, or drawing videos plural. Yeah, I think I think, I, I think I'm gonna call it Dan Doodles. Because yeah. then you I just it. it's you know, the, you don't need an explanation. It's what you see on yeah. the tin. I love it. I'm excited. I, I want to yeah. see it. Um, I'll, I'll blather for a second about uh, something I did about two years ago. Um, Ooh. I did uh, just around the time that the, uh, the, the old pandemic was spinning itself up. I learned how to um, make bread. And that was fun. Oh, yeah. That was really, I mean, there's nothing ironic about it. There's no two sides to that story. It's just like there was a thought going through my head of like, you know... If people have been making bread since, like, there were stone huts, I think I can get this as well. And um, yeah. I, it, it took me two yeast jars, and by the second yeast jar, I had kind of hit the rhythm of it. Um, the, the first set of yeast growth that I had, I literally just grew it in a pickle jar because I didn't do any better. And so a whole bunch of my plain um, uh, sourdough, because uh, it was all sourdough starter, which is the one that can grow itself. Um, right. So, uh, uh, like, the first five or six of my sourdough starter loaves all tasted faintly like pickle. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> because the, the yeast was great. eating up all of the pickle juice inside of the jar. Um, but then I hit a nice rhythm. I moved, I moved the entire yeast over to... Um, like a ball jar, the one that's got like the the, the seal. Yeah. Um, and uh, man, I made a bunch of stuff. And the biggest, so I made, um, I did uh, Italian loaves, 
which were exactly the way that you would think they would be. It was like I just took the yeast and I I would pour in, and I definitely know it was more than this, but like spaghetti you know, sauce, spaghetti sauce exactly, and then it would slop around in there. No, I would do yeah. the I would do um, oregano. That's the secret basil. to great bread. Exactly, just pour the <laughs> pour the tomato sauce right in there. Um, yeah. But no, I would do for the Italian loaves. I'd do oregano, basil, garlic, minced onions, a little bit of dill, and um, Ooh. it's just like that a sounds pinch like of good bread. Yeah, and then like a little pinch of paprika right at the end. And then oh. when it was cooking, when, when I'm sorry, when the bread was actually baking, I would lay rosemary on top, and it was just oh, oh wow, my God, it was so good. Yeah, I, that I, sounds phenomenal. I, I found a nice rhythm on two types on two types of loaves. I would do the Italian bread, and then I would do honey wheat. And the honey wheat was fantastic, mm. and it was so Yum. easy to do because it was like I would make a you know I would I would pull out just a little bit of the sourdough starter. I would mix it up with some the the water and the the flour that I had on hand, and I would pour in like just a, a few dollops of honey. A little bit of brown sugar and a little bit of cinnamon and then in two to three days i'd have essentially like dessert bread and it was so good um we did a pizza dough crust one time with the italian loaf holy crap oh my (laughs) god it was so good we made a it was like a huge ass like like if you got a large deep dish pan pizza from pizza hut you don't even come close to how good this thing was. It was astounding. Um, and you know what the dopiest thing is? The biggest reason I stopped making them was because I was giving them away for free. And and, and this is this is where I admit stupidity or, or maybe, I don't know, exhaustion, whatever. Is that I was giving them away for free as, because the, the dough multiplies. The, right. the, the starter multiplies, and if you don't use up the starter, then you have this... <clears throat> the starter basically literally grows out of the bell jar, and, and oh. then, you know it gets gross. So you have to use it up, and you have to feed the starter while it's at room temperature um, in order to continue to make good yeast. So I had oh. to make bread about once every week. I had to make bread. And yeah. The dopiest thing is that I stopped making it because people came to start expecting that I was uh, going to drop off yeast for them. Sure. It went from, thank you, Aaron, this is so kind of you, to, Dude. Aaron, when are you going to drop off another loaf of bread? <laughs> You're and late. That was the, yeah, that was the point where I was like, suddenly I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it was like, you know, admittedly a part of it was my mistake because, you know, it was me giving away loaves of bread during the middle of the pandemic because I wasn't getting a chance to see people in person. So I was like, this is the best way I can maintain a connection with folks that I consider my friends right. in the neighborhood and around the community. Um, yeah. But I tell you, it was like within the first three or four times that one of the folks that I would give bread to went, hey, that's great. Uh, my cousin wants one. When are you going to make one for him? That was oh, the point where I was like, aha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like that's not fun. I threw in the towel, and now, Yeedy yeast, as named by my daughter, um, <laughs> sits in the back of the fridge, and I haven't I haven't pulled him back out yet recently. I, I need to pull him out at some point. So it'll like stay dormant until you yeah. Uh, 
Oh, that's cool. That's so the wild like... thing. If if you keep it under forty degrees Fahrenheit, apparently it just stays dormant. It doesn't die. Oh, cool. It just chills Suspended out. animation, like Captain yeah, America. It, yeah, like cryo freeze, like an alien. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah, or aliens, or Walt Disney's head. <laughs> yeah, right. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. He, he uh, sleeps. Uh, was it? Was it Roger Mayer? No, Ted Williams was the baseball player who's who was like frozen and they unplugged really? him or something. This what? is in like two thousand. <laughs> I did not know about this. <laughs> I don't know. There was like so there some was like dispute among his got... heirs and Whoa. I don't know. Holy crap. So he got cryo frozen and then he accidentally got unplugged or something? Uh I don't know. I don't remember. Like, this is oh, another like 20-year-old thing that I don't remember. Yeah, because I, I remember when you and I were uh, teens that, like, cryo-freeze was a... It, it, the, the ability to actually do it and to lock down the science was a very recent thing. And so I remember a handful of rich folks toying with the notion of getting cryo-frozen. Right. I wonder who actually did. I don't, I don't know. But I'm going to have to go dig on that later. That would be an interesting Lekorama episode to do. So, yeah, he died in uh, 2002. His body was taken to a cryo-freezing place, and they separated his head from the body. Oh, it was a procedure called neuroseparation. So it was on purpose. Ah. It wasn't like... Because I remember hearing, oh, my God, his head was... So, yeah, the head... So yeah, but Ted Williams is one that's like confirmed that his head is like in a can of liquid nitrogen. That's awesome. So his head is still frozen to this very day. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> if uh, if anyone cares about Ted Williams, when uh, they figure out how to, um, you know, bring you back to life from having your head cut off. Then, uh, then he'll be all right. Ted Williams. Wasn't there head. uh Ted Williams frozen head? I said. There Ted was like Williams a frozen head. I said Ted Williams frozen head. I said, who's that head over there? Is Ted Williams frozen head? I asked my friend Joe. I asked my friend Jake. They said it's Ted's frozen head. Sorry. Wasn't that a Simpsons thing where like Mr. Burns was trying to figure out, or Krusty or someone was trying to figure out um, how to be cured of being shot eight times? And it's like, <laughs> and then we cut to the doctors. How are we doing, boys? We're up to six. Yay! <laughs> oh, I saw the weirdest Simpsons creepy pasta last night on Twitter. Somebody took, um, somebody did this weird Photoshop edit or video shop. I don't know where um, they, uh, you know, the um, the you got the dud gag. You got the dud! And it's uh, the the card that looks... It's... Okay, I had to dig this backwards in order to figure this out myself. But um, there's an episode of Simpsons where they're playing, like, the dating game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. And, okay, I got you. The dud looks... There's a whole... There's a whole thing about it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like the uh, steamed hams. Yeah, it's just yeah. a whole internet life of its own. Okay, right. I'm on yeah. board. 
I never gotcha. knew that meme until yesterday. And somebody did this oh, pasta yeah. where it's like every time that one of the Simpsons characters got the dud, they would cut back to that character's face, and the character's face would look like Homer. And right. there was like this weird music playing in the background, and it was like kind of it puts you on edge the whole time. And um, <laughs> somebody was like, "Yeah, they got the dud," and I was like, "I don't know what that means." Off to know your meme. And suddenly right. I learned, and uh, I uh, was even further confused. But you know what? It was the experience that counts. I went on the yeah. journey, and for that, I am proud of myself. And yeah, that's one of those great. Speaking of creating, that's one of those great things that the internet is good for is the weird game of telephone. Oh god, that yes. The occasional idea will go through where you're yes. just like, "Oh yeah, I remember this thing." Yeah. Wait, you did and then and then if you're me, you'll see the first version of it and then 15 years later, you'll see <laughs> what the kids today are doing and my daughter will show me something i'm like oh my god that's amazing this is hilarious what is yeah. this? and it's and then i'm like oh wait a minute and i kind of like figure out the bread the breadcrumb trail back to the original thing from context clues and i'm like oh my god you kids are great right the oh kids god, today are so good and weird it's so freaking good man it's like they 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 it's like turbocharged weirdness. Yeah, it's like they take these memes and then they um, they give them a life all their own, and and it's like, yeah, dude, yeah. this is fantastic. I'm 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 with you on it. I want to be with you on the journey. This is great, you know. Yeah, like Make the generational half life, the generational half life of like the evolution of humor. It's like two weeks now. It's so yeah. great. I love it. It's so weird. Well, it it's like me I mean, it's like if Tim and Eric came to life. Yeah, I um, is th is like teenagers in twenty twenty two. There's, there's this, I um, love it. There's this uh, whole thing, this this whole meta thing that that evolved on on Reddit, which is um, the cultural tracking of meme half lives, and it's wild because they use this data and statistics from Google and know your meme to figure out like how long a meme uh, has value right and, and oh. like monetary value but social value right how, that how sounds long... really interesting in a super boring way oh yeah it's absolutely that oh yeah it's really fascinating but from that context of oh god they took all the most boring shit about stocks and applied it to, to memes and that's yeah. really it. And like and I wildest... read spreadsheets about advertising all day. So yeah, yeah. the the absolute <laughs> wildest thing about it was that um, it went at a certain point from uh, re reactively tracking the um, cultural value of memes and the memes values half life to meme futures, and people started. Oh, putting... they predict it now. Yeah, they started predicting how long. And the wild thing is that they got it right most of the time and so <laughs> that's awesome they, yeah and so there's this um and i swear like literally if you google meme stocks there's this whole group on reddit that's all about you know oh new meme format just dropped it will probably last three weeks you know and they put in wow. their predictions yeah and i, that's I, funny. I sometimes i would say more often than not than not at this point 
their predictions are usually correct based on the hype of the media that the meme is originally based off of or the weirdness of the meme, you know, or like yeah. the goofiness of the actor or actress that's been captured in a weird way. It's it's wild. What or I guess is. like the the ecosystem that it's dropped into. That's exactly you know, it. Yeah. The second week of May 2021, right. these things are going on. So people right. don't care about memes or whatever. Or they that's really exactly care about it. memes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's it. That's cool. Yeah, it's weird. Meme future. I love it stocks. when, uh, when, uh, like, basically free will is indicated to be a myth. That's fun. <laughs> or it's like, these things will happen. Culture will... Uh, no, they won't. You. People yeah. do the thing. Oh, no. Uh, We're no. all robots <laughs> controlled by enzymes. <laughs> We've been foiled by our own biology. God bless it. Yeah. <laughs> you got me again, gut biome. Yeah, right. <laughs> How could you do this to me, randomly firing neurons? <laughs> you, um, twice as many cells in my body that are bacteria instead of human. <laughs> oh, we watched... Yeah. Um, they used to think... Someone, it went around that there's ten times as many, but uh, some scientist on no such thing as a fish was like, no, it's actually twice as many, not ten times. The, the so that's good I, to know. The girls and I recently watched uh, the the Next Generation episode where this this non um, non organic like a silica based life form refers to the human beings as ugly bags of mostly water. And the girls were like, <laughs> the girls were like, what does that mean? And I, I and and my wife and I like paused the show and we were like, well, think about it. You know, we're we're ninety five percent water and there's a lot of blood in our body. And they were like. Whoa, that's such a cool insult. <laughs> they really locked on to that. You know, they were like, you're yeah. an ugly bag of mostly water. <laughs> yeah. Water, bone, meat. You got people. Yep. Exactly. Water and calcium. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the 3D printing's been fun. The baking's been fun. What other... I'm trying to think. You've done... You're gonna do some drawing. You've done amazing. I'm gonna right? do a uh, yeah. I'm I, I'm gonna do a YouTube doodling channel. I've done a dozen or maybe fifteen bands. Yeah. They're just oh rewarding. Yeah. I, it's so rewarding. I think um I think a lot of not to be like back in my the problem now, but um I think the problem now is um like most of the jobs are like kind of conveyor belt jobs where like you know whether you are like an admin or you're in like sales or advertising or you know all these like white collar jobs yeah and that's not most i don't know if that's most jobs or not but like a, a growing number of the jobs that people have in the world are these like white collar jobs like mine where you are busy for a long time yeah Re, you know going to meetings and doing reports and yeah. checking things and whatever um and designing projects and then like at the end of the time you know, the day or the week or whatever, uh, it's just, a, you know, you just did a bunch of work. Yeah. Whereas if you're like a carpenter, 
you can point at a table and say, oh, I built this table. Or if you're right. like a mechanic, you can be like, oh, yeah, I, this car was broken and now it, it works. I yeah. did that. Right. You know, or, or like a farmer, you can be like, well, this was of dirt and now it's food. Yeah, I drove you these know, radishes to town that I grew in my own soil. Yeah. Yeah, and so like the I think there's a lot of very frustrated people um, who do all this work and all this effort and then there's nothing to show for it. And it's like, yes. yeah, like your resume says you did something, but on a like primal caveman level, which is, right. you know, evolutionarily where we are, we're still yeah. like cavemen. Yeah. Um so on that level it's like not fulfilling no and it's not. so and there's also and so like, you have you know just to like stay sane and you know have a decent life you have to do something in your spare time uh yeah i mean like me i i you know yeah it'd be cool if i could like you know go to a cabin and write for a living yeah. but i have to buy food so no so i have a job that i go to like everybody else on the planet yeah there's also uh, this pride that comes with creation right where you get to look at sure. the work product of what you've done and say i was involved in that or i made that. yeah and I'll, yeah you know one of the things that i've experienced over the course of my career now is um I have jumped back and forth between so many different engineering-related uh, projects where I've done a lot of work as an engineer, and I've worked really hard to get these products out the door either for a customer or for the military, and in some cases, the, um, the product goes out the door, but then the biggest thing is that because it's a product that a bunch of customers are going to digest, you know, no one can put their name on it. You know, you say this is a product oh, right. of the organization X, right? Entity right. Y was created by Bloppy Florp Incorporated. Okay, well, that's not, <laughs> you know, and you don't yeah, get to say that. Yeah, it's not Aaron's that, product. Right, right. I mean, you can say it on With LinkedIn. your face on the label and a big yeah. thumbs up. Right, right. <laughs> you, you know, that all of the, all of the, like, clout that comes from creating that product goes to the organization. And then, you know, and this goes into, you know, and I, I'm not going to wax too political and philosophical here, but, you know, there is a degree of that that gets into, you know, the people at the top, the CEOs, et cetera, are unfairly looked at as the people that were the single primary result of the work product of the entire company. And um, that, anyway, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, but um, it, it's well, that. as the vice president of products at Danco, I yeah. take issue with that. Yeah. Well, let me let me tell you something, vice president of products at Danco. I want you to take your. Hey, your um, I'm sorry. He's away. Can you hold? <laughs> I'd be happy to take a message and have yeah. him call you back when he's available. This feels like every exit interview I've ever been in. Um, no, <laughs> like the. The last several years, though, like when I was working for the government, I worked on not one but two products where the funding just got cut for it. And oh, sure, so what yeah. It, and, and so it was like I had worked so hard on things where just the next four years of the administration that came in, right, the House and the Congress and the Senate flopped out and changed 
hands and different people that there was a transition from Air Force to Space Force and people looked around and said we don't need this anymore we're not going to spend yeah. taxpayer dollars on that so well I mean know, the I, same thing you know I've never well I no, I did work for the government I worked for voter registration uh, yeah. a million years ago but uh, you know I've worked at private companies uh, and it's the same thing there you know we'll yeah. they'll they'll work on you know oh this is the big deal you know project that we're working on and then two years in yeah. uh you know there's a, a shift of executives and you know people leave and come in and get rearranged and then they're like what why are you doing that no yeah. stop it and, and like uh, two years of uh, you know uh 500 people's work is just like no never mind Go yeah. work on this instead. This oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> and, you know, the biggest thing that I ran into at a certain point was that all of the creative stuff that I had made over the course of uh, at least the past 12, maybe 15 years has been a reflexive, like, kind of pushback against acknowledging that stuff, that uh, work product that I had generated for work was either going to go into something that I could never say that I could take ownership for, A, or B, had been canceled. And so there was a lot of stuff that I generated, which was like, well, I'm really frustrated. Why am I frustrated? Well, I guess I'm frustrated because I did all this hard work and now either A, someone else is going to take credit for it, or B, no one's going to take credit for it and it just dies, uh, you know, it dies on the vine. Okay, well, I'm frustrated about that. How do I express that frustration? Well, I'm going to go draw. You know, or I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go finish that model kit I've been thinking about doing, but I'm going to put a different flair on it because I don't want it to look like the same model kit that I know everybody else is going to do. You know, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, paint a picture. You know, you know, the dopiest, I'll, I'll tell you this as a tangent real quick here. Um, my wife and I recently entered a Dada art um, show yeah. exhibition down in um, yeah, I was gonna uh, mention that. Arlington and... The, the creating that I did for that Dada art was I took a meme generator, which was the picture of the clueless uh, dude looking at the butterfly, and I, um, I captioned it with literally anything that is artistically creative, and then the dude as this, uh, this exhibition, and at the bottom it says, is this art? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, and that that in itself, right? I love it. I went to a meme generator, and then I migrated a crappy JPEG over to a 24 by 24 canvas utility, and I had yeah. to print that shit. And that's creativity right there. I created I something, it. you know. And I look back at that now. It's it's in the back. Uh, it, it's in the office. And at some point, once I have a larger office, I swear I'm putting that up. I'm holding on to it because I love how meta it is. I, I, I just yeah. love the layers to it. But it's um, it's creating. It was the yeah. goofiest creating I'd done in a while, but it was so much fun to do. Yeah, and like you know, whether you're at some desk job or you know behind a cash register or you know whatever like yeah. boring job you've got, where you're just like you know jogging in place for eight hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you 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 go home and you draw or you play an instrument or yeah. you go to an open mic and do five minutes of stand up or you right. or you uh, you know do a stupid podcast like these yeah. two idiots. Exactly. Or and you uh, for you, folks 
build something in 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 your bedroom you know off, right you you know if you do, if you don't have a garage if you have like an apartment you know find a little like clear out a five by five or maybe a two by two space where you can yeah. build something and you know like, yeah just make something that at yeah. the end of the day or the week or the month you can say oh there's that thing I did and for cool those of us and that then are creative you know, like life is more doing, fulfilled making that making that thing. Or, or also, and or seeking that creativity, looking for things people have made in other locations, especially when you find it in the least likely places. It's like, yeah. ha, a person with a creative soul was here. Someone with, creative, <laughs> yeah. someone with creativity was here. I, right. um, I, uh, one more tangent here, but this is that's another reason that I absolutely love following... Um, all sorts of graffiti Instagram and Twitter uh, feeds mm. because uh, one of my absolute favorite things about that is that the look, feel, and architecture design that you see around, especially like the continental United States, is a byproduct of that very thing that you were describing before. Whereas everybody shows up at meetings, everybody does progress reports, but but by the time that the thing gets generated by the company. All of the soul has been taken out, taken out of it, so that it offends the least amount of people, and that is, it, 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 you can see that uh, most easily in the design of buildings and in highway infrastructure and stuff like that, especially yeah. if it's like federal and state product because. You don't want to. If it's a federal and state product, it's public money. So you don't want to make that a thing where you don't want to put an artistic flair on it. It's an overpass, right? An overpass is an overpass is an overpass. Until some. Yeah, I mean, there's some, and, there's some really like, you know, edgy highways in parts of Nebraska that you know really mean something to me. Right, right. You know, they tell it like it is, but in an ironic way. Yeah. So when you're driving, you're like, haven't I been here before? Oh, my God, I have this highway. It's, oh, wow. They got me. They got me. And I get it. Well, I understand. I mean, Thank you, Nebraska Department of Transportation. This is incredible. Yeah. How do I get home? To be honest, I'm though, scared. I mean, it's been logical, three days. They were a logical outflow of the uh, neo-postmodernist um, uh, movement out of the ni- late 1960s, and you know they they reflect the man- the torture of the soul. And I yeah. can't do any more of that. Um, you know that's why I took all of my engineering projects over to Image Comics because it's creator-owned. Exactly, Image and Comics. You- <laughs> this whole episode is brought to you by Image <laughs> Comics. Image Comics, where it's creator-owned. Go there. Started so that you could have more blood and side boob for your 12-year-old readers. But it turned into something way cool. Exactly. It started so it could be more extreme. Because it was 1993. Were they Cable and Bishop, right? No, that's X-Men. But it was was, uh, people who drew them. It was like uh, Todd McFarlane and... uh, Jim Lee were the yep, two yep, main yep. guys. That's who I thought. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know some of the other ones. Uh, uh, was Rob Liefeld one of them? I don't know. Light, but yeah, Liefeld had to be one of them 
because but those like early nineties, yeah, those early nineties extreme dudes, right, right, were were the ones who started Image, and it's muscles like okay, early nineties comics, wow, <laughs> yikes, yeah, um, but uh, it's like oh, there's so many lines on my face. <laughs> Why do you have muscles on your muscles? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this guy needs more pouches. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, but, yeah, it turned into creator-owned. Well, it was always creator-owned. But, yeah, it, it became a sort of safe space for weirdos. And it's, it's yeah, they do, some, they do some of the best work in the business. But, like, you talk about creating and you talk about canvases. One of my absolute favorite things is in looking at these various um, Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram feeds on um, graffiti is when you'll find, like, like for example, a boxcar. The side of a boxcar is the yeah. biggest freaking canvas, right? And yeah. uh, some of the most amazing pieces of art that I have ever seen have been political statements on the side of a huge boxcar, you know? Yeah. That's, like, what? Like, a 10-foot by, like, what? Like... 80 foot, 100 foot long canvas. Now, it can't be 100 foot. Maybe like Probably 10 like foot by 40 foot. 10 by like 40? Yeah, 10 by 40 sounds about right. But I mean, that's a huge canvas. You have so it's much huge, space to yeah. be creative there. You know? And then, like, yeah. the easements under overpasses where you get stuff like, you just, even if it's just a message, you know, sure. where it's like, stop for a second and, and think about what makes you you. You know, I, yeah. I love that stuff. It's it, where's my it, eight bucks? Yeah. <laughs> so you saw that message too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that dude to get back to me. You know, like, I, uh, where is my eight bucks? Yeah, yeah. It's a good question. Yep, yep. I gave him a five and three ones. He just left. I, I wait. Gotta say. Wait. It's a terrible question. Yeah. What yeah, am I doing? It's not worth asking. What are you Who doing am I? Um, yeah, creating rules. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, do some. Go do yeah. some. And like, I love the, uh, is it Adventure Time? Where they said, you know, sucking at something's just the first step towards being kind of okay at something. It is. <laughs> being Take kind of good at it. Yep, Jake the dog. Yep. <laughs> I love that. One of, my, one of my favorite lines. Yeah, absolutely. That's the first step towards being kind of good at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of. It's <laughs> the first step towards being kind of good at something. Yeah, absolutely. That I love kind that of line. is so good. That is yeah. the crux of that joke. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not going to be great. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Who it's cares? okay not to be really good at something it's to fine. start off. Yeah. And yeah, Somebody that's the and and you hear this from successful people like uh, I uh, I heard just yesterday Patton Oswalt in an old interview was talking about it where it's like yeah. you know people are like how do I get how do I get successful at stand up? He's like, well, you do it for ten years without getting paid. <laughs> right. It's like right. yeah, but I want to get like on TV. It's like oh okay, well what you do is you do it for like ten years without getting paid. Exactly. And you never get paid. Right. And you just get better at it. Yep. And then eventually you start to get paid a little bit. Right. 
Right. And and that's really and he's like, yeah, no one wants to hear that. It's frustrating to hear. Like, how do you how do you get successful? Well, because no other job. You're not like, how do I become a good architect? Well, first yeah. you draw buildings in your room for no money for ten years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you start designing like gazebos and sheds <laughs> for like fifty dollars. Right. And then you eventually get a job doing it full time, so you can quit your other job. Yeah, it's one of the only jobs where you do it for free for a decade before you get paid. And, and you know, if it's like a band or acting or writing or whatever, you know, painting, whatever your uh, medium is. It's like, yeah, no one's gonna pay you to do this because who are yeah. you? You're you're some asshole, <laughs> right? Right. And that's yeah. fine. Do it because yeah. you like it. And you remain some asshole all just, the way up until you're some rando. Yeah, a until, rando. That's and, you. Yeah, and and, and it's fine. That, that's right up until so and so gives you like five million dollars to be yeah. the showrunner for some random thing. Yeah, if you're driven by ego, then get an MBA and get a lot of money designing any product for any company, because who cares? Just work on quarterly reports and collect your half million dollars and go do that. Yeah, Uh, And, you know, if if that's what you want, then go do that. It's I've I've said it probably five times on this podcast where one of my favorite lines from movies is in Citizen Kane where the accountant, as an old man, says, uh, it's easy to make a lot of money if all you care about is making a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Yep. If your primary goal is make a lot of money, you'll make a lot of money. Will yeah, you can do that, and there's a, a million jerks just like you. Right, right. It's easy. because yeah. But if you have scruples, <laughs> or ethics, morals, a soul, mm-hmm. values, then, yeah, it's going to be tougher. Right. Man, I, I, I tell you what, there's days where I wish it wasn't. But anyway, I, I think oh, we've... Well. Uh, We've run the Creating clock out rules. on this one pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Creating go make rules. something. Hell yeah. Do it. Do uh, it. Ace. Do it. Do it. So um, I love that. Uh, my old roommate showed me Guitar Wolf's movie where they fight zombies from aliens. Like aliens come to Earth and make a bunch of zombies. And uh, Guitar Wolf, Japan's greatest rock band, is there. And they like... <laughs> There's this dude, Ace, who's like their number one fan, and they come to him and they're like, Ace, do it! <laughs> and I'm, oh man, I'm so thankful to my old, my college roommate, Nat, for showing me that movie. <laughs> Wild Zero, I think it's called. It sounds like. Guitar um, Wolf Rules. Yeah, like go create something. And if you can't yeah. create something, then go listen to Guitar Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Like and, and if if you're not creative, listen, listen to Guitar Wolf. Listen to Guitar Guitar Wolf, <laughs> and also watch Kung Fury. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, who's? Uh, I did the music at the beginning, so you got. The yeah, music I'll do at the, the closing. All right. This has been the Dan and Aaron Like Arama. Sing us out, Dan. Do 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 do. I'm so heavy. Do 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 do. Gotta get.
down. <laughs> That's the earliest thing I heard from Neil Hamburger. His, I love it. His, I'm in your band. Great <laughs> phone call. Hell yes.